the one who saves. Joyful, joyful, we adore you, God of glory, God of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before you, opening to the sun above. Now the clouds of sin and sadness drive the dark and doubt away. Giver of eternal gladness, fill us with the light of day. You are the one. You are the one who saves, you are the one who stands, the dust from the grave. You are the light of life, the everlasting day. You are the one who takes all our sins away. You are giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Fountain of the joy of living, ocean depths of happy rest. You are Father, Christ our brother, all who live in thine are thine. Teach us how to love each other, lift us to the joy divine. You are the one who saves, you are the one who saves, you are the one. Joyful, we adore you, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before you, coming to the sun above. Today's first reading is from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. But now, says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. The psalmody for today is Psalm 29, which 
Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory in his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders, the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. This is the word of the Lord. Today's second reading is from Romans, the sixth chapter. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. The life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, 
added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. This is going to take me a minute to gather some folks up. Would you go stand in front of the cross with the white drape? Mr. Hall, would you stand in front of the cross with the white drape? Will you go stand in front of the cross with the white drape? You. At Christmas, one of the special joys for many, but not all, is that family can be reunited, they can be together. It's one of the gifts that can happen for some of us. Now during the holidays, special effort is made for loved ones to come home. Great distances can be traveled, great expense, effort, sacrifice is made so that people can come home at Christmas. Special preparations by the hosting house are made. And then there are the heartfelt hugs, the heartfelt welcomes and I love yous, the special meals, all of that life shared together is a gift of God. It is a Christ mass, a Christ gathering, if you will. We've separated some people from their families now. After all those beautiful Christmas moments, moments, there can then come separation. It's not comfortable being separated. It feels wrong. It feels unnatural. They are here, and you're over there. Not right, is it? Imagine that there's a great distance now and that you are separated for a long time. No communications. So if, if they cry out, you can't hear them. If somehow or another they're broken or wounded, you can't heal them or comfort them. You're alone. And you're far away. It was kind of like that in Genesis. Initially, life was beautiful. God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit were with creation and in creation, walking and sharing life with the children that God made in His image and His likeness. It was good. God was together with Adam and Eve and all of creation. But separation came. That separation was entirely wrong. When Eve was inspired by the evil one's lies to eat this forbidden fruit of knowledge, separation became a reality. When Adam also participated, separation came for him. Separation spread. And now, God's beloved, God's beautiful children, they're hiding from him. They are separating themselves from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit who so perfectly loves them. 
For the Father and Jesus in the Spirit, it was heartbreaking that their beloved children would now hide and be so far away. Because of their choices, they were cast out from God's presence and separation and death became a horrible and heartbreaking reality. Sin completely entered the world. It was corrupted and evidence of that corruption came in many forms and continues this day. It was for them and for all their descendants for which we are now a part of. That separation, though, it's not the end of the story. God's love, God's power to heal, God's power to rescue, God's power to bring His beloved home, that is to be the end of the story. There would be, and there was, Christmas. The Son of God in love accepted His Father's request and He came and took our created form. The Father and the Son and the Spirit's plan to love and to rescue, it was initiated. And it was cause for all of heaven to celebrate. Evidences of that is that heaven breaks out and even to the lowly shepherds, the angels appeared in the multitudes praising God and thanking Him that His plan to save and redeem has taken effect. The good news for all of creation. What a night Christmas Eve was. A few weeks later now, on this day, The church remembers that God in Christ Jesus continued His plan to rescue and to reunite. The Son of God stands in the Jordan River. Friends, the Jordan River was previously a boundary event. It separated the the wilderness and it separated the people in the wilderness from the promised land. And now on this day, God doesn't say to the water, separate. No, God stands in the waters. The boundary is no longer. In those waters, he brings the righteousness of heaven. There he establishes a covenant between heaven and earth and he reunites God's family. He enters the water of that sinful, fallen people, us. And He enters our lives. He enters our corrupted waters. He enters our sick waters, our wounded waters, the places of our addictions, and the places where we confess. And He enters that space like a clean hand to a dirty hand, and He washes. The day that Jesus enters the waters of baptism we read that the Father opened the heavens to Him and to us all. The boundaries are removed. The bridge is established. Nothing will separate the Father from His Son. Nothing will separate the Holy Spirit from the Son. And nothing will separate now God from God's people. If the people want to come home to the Father in heaven, that is what they're able to do because of Jesus. The same message of God that day is the message of God 
for us, for all people. For those that walk away from the world, as they were walking away from the cities to find John at that river and now to find Jesus in that river, if they would but walk away from the world and try to make an effort to walk towards God, for those that would humbly and honestly confess corrupted motives and sinful thoughts and sinful words and our sinful actions, our baptism, we would hear the voice of God say, you are loved. Yes, I know you. I know all the things that no one else knows because you keep it secrets. I know that about you. Yes, I know your motives. I know your appetites. I know where your heart really is. And though it's not seldom, it's seldom on me. I still know that. I still love you. And then you're named. You're named sons. You're named daughters. You are named children of God. You are adopted in ways we do not understand or comprehend, but we trust that in our baptism, God says, you are my daughter. You are my son. And you can't take that off. That imprint of the cross is there for eternity. You remember it with your water this morning. I am a child of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I am loved and I am forgiven. And then you'll be claimed and you'll be cleansed. You'll bring your left hand and God will bring his right hand when you leave the waters. You're ready to sit at the table, come home, and to receive the gifts of the Father who's worked so hard to save us. You have a moment to sit down. I think for all of my four plus years of being here, I have picked on Logan Roberts every time. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Appreciate it. The return is nice, right? For the ones that were up here, it's better to be with your friends and in your family than it is to be alone up here. You're where you're supposed to be. One God one family together. That takes us to now. This is the mission of the church. The mission that Jesus gave the church. It doesn't matter the social class. It doesn't matter the economic class. It doesn't matter our ethnic groups. None of that matters. God wants all people to hear the good news of his love. He wants all people to be confronted with the reality of his holiness and our lack of so that we have an opportunity to confess. That we can have an opportunity to be forgiven. And confessing and being forgiven, then we can strive with gratitude to live as God's people in his holiness and righteousness, being obedient to his will and his ways. His wills, his ways, not ours. Obedience because of gratitude. To be together in God's house, now as mortals, in God's home in eternity as children of the light. 
with no one, absolutely no one, left out of the invitation. Emmanuel Lutheran Church 2022 and the guests and the friends that join us today, whether you come back once, twice, or a thousand times, it doesn't matter. This is our project. Our reason and purpose as individuals and as a community that we will know Jesus. We will discover him and, and, and fall in love with him and be loved with him and have that relationship of knowing Jesus. To know his love, to know his way of life, and to have a glimpse of his peace and his goodness and a hope of our heaven to be that people. And then with that and from that place, to make Jesus known that we will invite family and we'll invite our friends, our neighbors, our strangers to discover and be introduced to and know this Jesus. To know the one who would enter our life's dirty waters and to enter our dirty places and work to cleanse us, to work to heal us, and ultimately to bring us home. God, help us be that people, and God, help us be that church. Amen. Gracious Father, you are Lord of our beginnings and our endings and of all that lies between. We praise you for the ways in which you find us, even when we want to hide. We praise you for how you have poured out upon us blessing after blessing, whether we're aware of it or not, for how you have reached out to us and come to us, for how you have spoken to us. Help us to commit ourselves to Jesus and to the family he has called us to be a part of. Help us to be members of his visible body in our homes and community. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, help us to discern your will as individuals and as your church. Help us to give honor and glory to you, to be challenged enough that we have to rely on you, to grow enough in faith that your body may be strengthened and your good news be proclaimed. Lord, in your mercy, we hold before you the joys you have blessed us with, our families, our church, our friends, and our world. Thank you for the love between husbands and wives, and we ask you to bless those who are celebrating anniversaries this week. Thank you for sharing your children with us for a time and a season. Please bless those we know and love who celebrate birthdays this week. Lord, in your mercy, God of healing and hope, Anoint the grieving with your comfort, that they may know your light even in the time of their deepest darkness. Anoint those broken in body and spirit with your healing, so that we, they may know you as Lord of all their days, as a present help in times of trouble. Hear our prayers now, and for those we name now. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. We will trust in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the dark is shining. Set us light of the world, shine upon us. Set us free by the truth, and now bring us shine on me. Shine on me. Shine on me, shine on me, shine on me. 